0: from the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes. You're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are my co-hosts Emily Finity. Hello. and Steve Tassy. Hey. yeah. We're going to talk about drawing games this week. Games where you draw pictures of stuff and usually try to get somebody else to guess what that stuff is. It's sort of a derivative of charades, the old game where you're acting out things, trying to guess, get people to guess what it is you're acting. But of course, the game that really brought this out uh, to the wider world was Pictionary. There was even briefly a, uh, a game show called Win, Lose, or Draw, that, uh, that was basically <laughs> Pictionary with you know, B-list celebrities.
1: And then it got a board game version.
0: Of course it did. So, so it competed with Pictionary in the market and rapidly died a painful death. <laughs> um, Yeah, just let that be a lesson to you kids. If you're going to make a board game that's identical to some other game, make sure you've got something going for you. Otherwise, yeah. (laughs) So, um, how do you guys uh, feel about Pictionary?
1: Um, The idea is fun. I find that the Pictionary rules are more complicated than they're worth. What what are the rules in Pictionary? Uh, Well um you uh you roll a die you move forwards to a space that space has a letter on it which corresponds with one of the things on the card
0: so it's like you, a category
1: like in yeah it's like a category there's action there's thing um uh, one of them is just called difficult that's the category okay. um and you then draw with a timer uh, to get your teammates or partner how depending on how many players you have, to guess what's on the card. If there's a little black arrow next to your category, or you're on the all-play category, it's an all-play, which means that everyone is guessing. Um, Officially, I believe the way it's supposed to happen is that your team will have someone drawing, and you're guessing based on that, and my team will have someone drawing, and we're guessing based on that. Although a lot of people would just have one drawer, and anybody can guess, and whoever gets it right gets the points. Uh, When you get a right answer, you get to move forward have you ever seen anybody actually play by
0: these rules? Um... I sure as heck have. Yeah, well. I mean,
2: <laughs> Pictionary is one of those games because of the nostalgia factor that everybody thinks they know better than they actually do. <laughs> I mean, you know, games like, you know, Sorry and the Game of Life, that we have all played a thousand times, mm-hmm. but I can't, like, I'm, I'm trying Did to think Can you teach here. me how to
1: play Life? Uh, <laughs>
2: no. I mean... Games that are so old and so nostalgic for so many people, you know, everyone's family had a copy of Pictionary and everyone sort of, like, adapted the rules to Mm. fit their needs better, you know? If you're playing with a bunch of toddlers, you might sort of, like, you know, slightly alter what you're aiming for in your drawings, (laughs) right?
0: Well, uh, obviously, charades is a very sturdy... uh, to a very sturdy engine to build a game around, and that's one of the reasons why Pictionary has such an ongoing following. But uh, to me, there's there's, there's a really big elephant in the room. There's a problem with the design of Pictionary, and that is that if you can't draw, you can't play.
2: There's also an issue of, you know, if if you know your friends can't draw and they really want to play, you know that you're going to have a really hard time (laughs) playing with them. My
1: dad is terrible at Pictionary his drawings are it? awful. Does he no, just love no, it? No, he, no, he, he plays it because the family wants to play it, oh, okay. but uh, I it's not a game that he would choose.
2: Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the other problem, like, nostalgia things, is that everybody at one point will want to play that nostalgic game that they remember playing as a kid, but the problem is if, you know, if you're the only person at the table that, you know, isn't really into Pictionary pic- really for whatever reason, you're going to have a miserable time. That's And the that, thing. that might be because you can't draw, or because you know that all of your friends can't draw, and... And it's either be way, impossible. yeah,
0: that the skill levels have to be roughly equal. There's a term I use called broken between skill levels, which means that a game simply doesn't work if some of the players are much better at it than others. Mm-hmm. And Pictionary suffers from that problem. Now, there, Pictionary, of course, is not the only game in town when it comes to drawing games, thankfully. No. Uh, there are plenty of others out there, and many of them seek to uh, sort of differentiate themselves by solving that broken between skill levels problem in different ways. Telestrations, my favorite. That's a really popular one.
2: It's a very good one. You guys
0: have both played Telestrations, cool. excellent. Oh, yes. So for the benefit of our uh, of our audience members who haven't seen this one, it's like a cross between the telephone game and Pictionary. Which you, each player gets a little plastic booklet and a little dry erase marker. And you draw a card that gives you a thing to draw. So, okay, everybody takes the thing, they draws a picture of it on page one of their little booklet, they've got 90 seconds, and then you pass your booklet to the player sitting on your left. Placing on your right is going to pass you a booklet, and on the first page of that booklet, there's going to be a chicken scratch that you probably can't make a it. It's so much better when you play it with people who can't draw. And it's so much more fun. <laughs> and uh, so you try to figure out what on earth this thing is. You turn to page two, you write down your guess, and then you pass the booklet to the person on your left, and they look at this thing that you guessed, and they turn to page three, and they try to draw a picture of that. And so it goes around the table. And The best part of the game is when it comes back around to you again, and you play show and tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always pitch this to people. I say... Uh, if you're worried about not being able to draw, this is the game for you because you bring the fun to the table.
0: Absolutely. There's nothing more boring than playing playing telestrations with people who are excellent at drawing. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so dull. But it's when someone does that one, even if it's just that one little mistake that they were thinking one thing, but looking at it, someone thinks another thing. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, in this game. and the
2: good thing of Telestration is that the words tend to be a little bit more complex. So, I, like a few times I've played it, where I've looked at something, I'm like, "Oh, I can't draw this. I'm gonna draw several things with a lot of like plus signs and stuff to see if people can put the elements together." Like, like a rebus. Yeah. yeah, like 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 doggy bag. Like, uh, I'm gonna draw like a little chihu- chihuahua, and then I'm gonna draw a purse, and I'm gonna see if someone <laughs> can put that
1: together. And, and then and, someone thinks it's a purse dog. Yeah, it's funny, you know,
2: like like a little lap dog. Yeah, so.
0: And then from there, it's oh my goodness, it's it's it, it's it's one of those games that's really at its best when it fails mm-hmm. gloriously. Yeah. And you go through that booklet. Okay, here was my initial thing. Here's what I drew, and here's what they thought it was, and then they drew a picture of this.
1: First time I played with my family, the thing on the card was soap opera. The final guess was the queen presenting Oprah a plaque. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bet your dad is great for that.
2: <laughs> and another good thing about Telestrations is that everyone is constantly involved always. That's true, you don't know, have to even wait. If, even if you love Pictionary and everyone you're playing with loves Pictionary, it kind of sucks like watching your friends you know, you know, know, frantically draw have and fun guess. and draw stuff yeah. and scream out guesses. You know? If it's your team's always, not up, you're... Yeah, party games are always more fun when you can get the most people involved in once in a way that is not you know, completely disordered chaos. A little bit of chaos is okay, but... Now
1: yeah. the folks at Hasbro and Cranium tried to make a, uh, a Telestration's version. Called scribblish,
0: cranium scribblish, right?
1: Not as good as telestrations, if, in my opinion, and it requires the consumables of paper, hmm. uh, which yeah. is a downside. The the dry erase booklets in telestrations is
2: Genius. perfect. Genius.
0: If telestrations does have a weakness, it's that you kind of do need a fair sized crowd for it. Pictionary you could play mm-hmm. with just four players. You know, two players on one team, two players on the other team, one of you is drawing, one of you is guessing. Four
1: players is not enough for Telestration.
0: No, no way. I'd say minimum six. Yeah, Definitely. It's, and the
1: best it is eight or twelve if you've got the party game.
0: Yeah, the party pack goes up to twelve players. The regular edition of Telestration goes up to eight, but eight is plenty. The party pack is even better. So, uh, other ways to overcome this. Actually, my favorite, I think the cleverest uh, answer to the broken between skill levels problem in drawing games is portrayal. Uh, portrayal was recently re-released as Identic. Have you guys played this?
2: I
1: haven't. I've, I, I know about it, I know what it does, but I've never actually played it. I, mean,
2: I haven't played it,
0: no. Okay, check this out. So one person is holding a cartoon in their hand. Nobody else can see it. And on that cartoon, beneath it, and the, there's there's a list of 10 things that are going on in that cartoon, but the person who's holding the cartoon can't see those the cards in a sleeve. So they can't see these 10 things, they don't get to look at them. So the timer starts, you know, 90 seconds. And the person holding the cartoon starts describing it to everybody else, verbally. And everybody is drawing this based on this verbal description. Once time is up, pull the card out of its sleeve, and we go down this list of ten things that are true about this. Like, you know, the, 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 man's fin- the tip of the man's finger is closer to the tip of his nose than it is to his belt buckle, or something like this. The wheel has at least three spokes. Uh, the ice cream cone has three scoops on it.
1: The sun has five beams coming out of it. Something
0: like that. Or the, uh, the, the woman is wearing suspenders. Um, and, and, and for each of these things, as long as at least one of the people, uh, one of the artists, has that in their picture, the describer scores a point. And for the artists, they get one point for each thing in their drawing that is out of the ten that is correct. So a terrible chicken scratch of a drawing has very very little skill, as long as it has the elements, the rough basics like stickman level drawing. Yeah, as
2: long as you can distinguish that that's a wheel and that's a hand, even With, if it's like this, you know, the little nub on the end of a stickman. Absolutely,
0: hand. and it doesn't even have to be all that clear, because you know, everybody knows what it is, and uh, it's it's. I think it's terrific because it introduces verbal communication into it. It means that the skill of description is just as important as the skill of drawing. More so, uh, even everybody's involved. At all times, nobody has any downtime, um, and everybody succeeds if you do well with these descriptions. Uh, I'm a big fan of that one. I, I wish we'd see a, a new printing of it sometime soon. But, uh, have you guys ever seen anybody play that one, or is that one never seemed to get off the shelves? Uh, yeah,
2: no, I've seen people play yeah, it. Yeah, I think I have. Oh,
0: well, it's a little bit at least. I think I'll start recommending it more. It sounds,
1: uh, it sounds good.
0: It's quite good. Um, the, uh, the, the, the folks over at, uh, at Shut Up and Sit Down are big fans of one called Pictomania by Vladik This is a drawing game that has no North American distribution. That would explain why I haven't heard of it. We, we really ought to get it, though, because it's a game where everybody is drawing at the same time, and everybody is guessing at the same time. <laughs> okay. So each of us is drawing a picture of something, and, uh, the, and there's a list of, of all the different things that we can be drawing, it's sitting there. I know which item on that list is the thing that I'm drawing, you know which item on the list is the thing that you're drawing, and uh, we've all got cards, and I can, if I, th- if I think I know what you're drawing, I can take one of my cards that indicates that thing, put it down on your board, and if I get it right, and if I get it first, I get points, and also you get points. Hmm. Um, it's, it's frantic, it's ridiculous, I would love to see it here if I could. Sounds like pitch Kind of. Uh. Nice one, Steve.
2: Board game puns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we know why oh, our listeners are here. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Play Doh. Uh, instead of drawing your sculpting stuff. You guys ever played any of these sculpting games? I mean, they have it in Cranium and. A
2: few, yeah.
0: I've played Cranium, but I
1: don't think I've played anything that is purely a, a sculpting game, like a Barbarossa or uh,
0: anything. What did you think of the sculpting bits from uh, from games like that? they work?
1: Yeah, to a point. Uh, I, have a, I have an interesting anecdote about uh, cranium, or I think it's interesting anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to share it. That's all it that um, counts. They make it very clear in the rules to cranium that when you're drawing, you're not allowed to use letters. They do not make that distinction in the rules for when you're sculpting. <laughs> My sister got the answer DNA. So instead of trying to sculpt some sort of helix molecule <laughs> thing, She just used the Play-Doh to make the letters D, N, and A, and of course her teammates guessed it. And um, (laughs) my wife is absolutely convinced that my sister was cheating. And this was ten years ago, and my wife still won't let it go. (laughs) Um, It's not against the... the written rules of the game, but I feel it is against the spirit yeah, of the game. Yeah,
2: definitely. But it's um, like people that use like the Play-Doh to, you know, they make little teeny tiny little snakes and roll them between their palms and then use the Play-Doh to make the outline of things. Like, they're drawing it with Play-Doh, not sculpting it properly. You know? Yeah.
0: It's, uh, I would let somebody get away with something like that once. Like, definitely. okay, well done.
2: Well never, done. Do <laughs> never do it again. Never do it again.
1: I mean, what's the difference between doing that and, or just making the letters spell out, oh, snowman, right? Like, it doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah. to me.
0: And they, uh, some of the other uh, uh, clay sculpting games, there's uh, some just, like, like something like Conjecture, it's just played straight up uh, charades or Pictionary with clay. Same thing with Cranium. But there's a few others that try to deal with, because you know, obviously if you're not very good at sculpting, and I think sculpting prob- is sculpting's <laughs> probably somewhat less common skill than drawing, I'm thinking. But even so, uh, disparity in skill levels can be a problem. Um, even something like Creationary, which is the it's like Pictionary where you build stuff out of Lego blocks. Cool, it's uh, a cool, fun one. But uh, obviously, the accessibility is great with that. But um, I'd, I'd like to see something where you get something going, like they do with Identical Illustrations, where you can sort of mitigate uh, that, that skill. I think Penny Arcade did a cartoon showing, you know, Tycho struggling to do like anything at all, and then he passes the blocks over to Gabe, and he makes something that. It looks exactly like whatever it is <laughs> it's embarrassing but uh barbarossa was a game designed by Klaus Toyber, the creator of settlers of Catan, and uh later dominic Crapuchet, the uh, creator of snake's favorite say anything so sort to of simplify it created something called cluzzle uh, this is a game where you sculpt something but the idea is you don't want it to look exactly like the thing that you're trying to sculpt because as soon as you've got it the other players start playing 20 questions they ask you yes or no questions about your thing if they can get it within 20 questions or less then you score. That's good. If they fail to get in 20 questions, you failed. But the more questions it takes them to get it, the more points you score. So you do want them to figure it out, but you don't want them to figure it out right away. Uh, do you ever make- recommend these sculpting games to customers at the cafe? Um...
1: I don't. Um, mostly just because I don't have experience with the specific sculpting games. Mm. Um, I've never played Barbarossa. It sounds really cool. Uh, so does Klauzl, so does, uh, um, but having never played them, I don't like to make recommendations for games that I don't have a personal experience with. Based
0: hey, so on what you're hearing, do you think uh, you would uh, want to bring something like this up for people looking for a good party game?
2: The thing is, people... When people want to do something like that, when they want to have that sort of, uh, you know, Pictionary experience, they usually ask specifically for stuff that requires drawing. I mean, hmm. people beyond, you know, the the, the the little block of Play-Doh and Cranium, people aren't necessarily aware that there are games that are based all around sculpting things. I mean, people are very aware of, you know, Pictionary and often like telestrations and stuff because, you know, once Pictionary fails, we usually throw them telestrations because it's so much better. <laughs> but I don't think people really have that awareness that there are games that involve, you know, sculpting stuff. And then, like we were saying, that there's a very different skill there that a lot of people don't have I mean no one's going to think themselves oh man I'm really good at like making little shapes that have played with my hands I want to make a g- I wanna, you know, play a game where I can take advantage <laughs> of that that's not something that you would think like initially is a, is a skill of yours that could be applicable to board games
0: there, uh, there are other sort of means of creating pictures too that we see sometimes like uh, Steve mentioned earlier today Squint mm-hmm. a game where you've got uh, well actually if you can just explain this because I've never actually taught that one
1: uh, yeah, it's a drawing game for people who can't draw, because all of uh, all of the things that you use to get the uh, the players on your team, or actually there aren't teams, but to get the other players to guess, they're little tiles with pre-drawn lines on them. So you you have a card that says what you're trying to get them to guess, you pick the pieces that you want to use, and you kind of mash them together until you create a little cartoon of... What it is—an ice cream cone, a picnic bench—reminds
0: me a bit of uh, Sticks and Stones. You seen that one?
1: I have. I've have never played it, but I've seen it. Uh, also, Morphology is another one mm. that does that. It's got all sorts of different building things. But uh, yeah, uh, Sticks and Stones—it's just twigs and, and rocks, isn't it? It's like yes, yeah, basically
0: straight lines and dots is what you're working with, and you have to try and make your shapes and with, with just these. And uh, I think it's kind of underrated, actually.
1: There's a fairly limited supply too, isn't there?
0: There's... Yeah, exactly. The, the, well, you have a little auction where um, uh, one person from each team, it's kind of like 25 words or less, one member of each team comes forward and takes a look at what the thing is they're supposed to draw, like car or something like that. And so, oh, I can do that with uh, oh. 12 sticks and stones. Or I could do it with 11. Do
2: you have to specify, like, you know, 10 sticks, 2 stones? Or is it just in general? And you can just choose... number of total bits okay.
0: and uh, And if you can do it, then you succeed. And if not, you're, the other team gets, gets a point. So again, like in twenty-five words or less, bidding the other team down can be part of it.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting element. I feel that you know, drawing games and creating games don't often have like that bidding competition element. I mean, <laughs> it's it...
1: Pictionary, but you have to bid the number of yeah, lines. Yeah, exactly, exactly, That's Pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> like
2: we were we were saying, you know, sometimes it's it's nice when party games have the most people involved possible. Having a bidding element means that there's a certain level of you know competition aggression beyond just like, well, I hope that that guy doesn't know how to draw, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: We hope you've enjoyed this look at a very popular but also not uh, very thoroughly discussed style of game. Uh, Next time you're at Snakes and Lattes, we'd like to give you some alternatives to Pictionary. By all means, if you want to play Pictionary, play it, enjoy it, love it. We will not judge you, honest, really. I'm not being sarcastic here. Steve's being sarcastic,
2: but I'm not. (laughs) I'm not
0: saying anything. How could I be silent sarcastically? Eye rolling? You're doing it now. He's he's rolling (laughs) his eyes, folks.
2: I wasn't. What a jerk.
0: (laughs) Game on. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new snakes cast for you every week at SnakesandLattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas, game on.